Greetings and welcome to the Mount Calvary Nation podcast hosted by Mount Calvary Baptist Church in Dayton, Ohio, where our pastor is the Reverend S.N. Winston Jr. We thank you for joining us and hope that this episode blesses you.
Praise the Lord, Mount Calvary. It's so good to be in the house Hallelujah. of the Lord Hallelujah. one more time. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for allowing us to be in your house today. So Psalms 27 says, I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait on the Lord and be of good courage. and He shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. I'm going to do it one more time. I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your word, one. Thank you, Lord, for being kind to us. Thank you, Lord, for being faithful to us. Thank you, Lord, for being just. Thank you, Lord, for being the one who reigns and rules, Heavenly Father. We thank you, dear Lord, for this day. You knew this day before it was even coming to fruition, Heavenly Father. And we thank you, dear Heavenly Father. Um, come into this service, come into our homes and our cars, wherever we are, Heavenly Father. Come where we are. Dwell with us today, Heavenly Father. Let us receive the word. Let us receive our worship. Receive our worship, Heavenly Father. Cover our pastor. Let him uh Deliver the word the way you want him to deliver the word today, Heavenly Father. In your name we pray, amen. He's been a good God. He's been a faithful God. And we are grateful. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for being good to us. Thank you, Lord, for being kind. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Come on, clap your hands where you are. Oh, come and clap your hands. Come on, clap your hands right here. Oh, rise, oh God. Arise, oh God. And take your place. Let your kingdom be established. Oh, ancient of days. Oh, ancient of days. You are good. You are good. And your mercy endures. And your mercy endures forever. Come on, let's take it up one time. Yeah. 
it's good, and his mercy endures forever, and his truth endures to all generations. His word has never changed. He is the same God yesterday, today, and forevermore. He reigns and rules. We thank him for being good. Hallelujah. Say you Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. 
God. Hallelujah. Has he been faithful to anybody? He's been faithful to keep us. He's been faithful to protect us. He's been faithful to cover us. He's been faithful to keep us healthy. He's been faithful to be with us. Come on. Anybody know of a faithful God? Anybody know him to be a faithful God? I said anybody know him to be a faithful God? Anybody know him to be a faithful God? One thing I grew up hearing is when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all he's done for me, my soul cries out. What does it cry out? Hallelujah. 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 We call you faithful and we thank you for being faithful. Hallelujah. We thank you for being holy. We thank you for being mighty. Hallelujah. Come on, lift up your hands and just tell them thank you wherever you are. Open up your mouth and give him praise. Open up your mouth and give him praise. Hallelujah. So I call you holy. Your name is holy. You are so holy to me. I call you holy, say. I call you holy. Your name is holy. You are so holy. Say, I call you holy. Your name is holy. You are holy. Holy, Yeah. 
whatever he's been to you, I need you to say it one more time. And I need you to think about it for a second. One more time, say all that. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be God who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. And then in his grace he has seated us in those heavenly places right close to those spiritual blessings. Welcome. We are so glad that you've joined in this live stream today. We are grateful to God that even though we can't be together in person, through modern technology, virtually, we can worship our God together in spirit and in truth. And we're glad you're here. Share this. Uh, put it out there. Let your family and friends know that Mount Calvary is on and we're worshiping the Lord. Acts chapter 3 is where we're going. Acts chapter 3. We're going to start reading at verse 1 from the King James Version of the Holy Bible. And here's how it reads. 
Now Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour. And a certain lame man from a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms of them that entered into the temple. Who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked an alms. And Peter, fastening his eyes upon him with John, said, Look on us. And he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. Then Peter said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. And he, leaping up, stood and walked and entered with them into the temple walking and leaping and praising God. Verses 1 through 8 of Acts chapter 3. As we continue this year to rediscover the church that Jesus built, we are walking through the book of the Bible known as the Acts of the Apostles. Luke's Luke's record of the history and work of those faithful men who had been with Jesus and now these men who are in leadership in the church. We're on a mission to become what Christ wants of his church because you see the maker of the church, the founder of the church, the architect and builder of the church, the Lord of the church gets to decide what he wants out of his church. And saints, he left a blueprint for us. There is record of how the church is to function, and in Acts chapter 3, there is a story that reminds us of who we are and what we are to be about as the church of the living God. About three years ago, I preached a message from this passage of Scripture and I do feel impressed to revisit this message as we uncover and rediscover who we are as Christ's church. Because one thing is for sure, if there was ever a time when this world needed the church to be the church, it's now. The world does not need us to try to be a social club, the world does not need us to try to be a social activist club. The world does not need us to try to be the world. The world needs us to be the church. We're facing a health crisis on a global scale, which I am convinced nobody really knows what to do or how to handle it. Here we are coming up on one of the most pivotal elections in the history of this country at a volatile moment in our history with looming social unrest and perennial racial tension and unstable financial footing. Wrong is passing for right. As long as it feels good, right is outlawed as wrong. 
even when the Bible is clear. If ever there was a time, if ever there was a need for the church to stand up and be who God intended us to be, to be salt and light, that time is now. And here in Acts chapter 3, we are shown what we have to do. Are you ready? Here's what we have to do. We have to take his name to the street. And that's, that's the sermon title today, Take His Name to the Street. While I preached this some years ago, today, August 9th, 2020, it is so appropriate as the church is having to rethink what church is. I mean, we got really comfortable in our beautiful million-dollar sanctuaries and buildings, in our air-conditioned, plush havens of worship, with our padded pews and our sparkling lights and our crystal-clear sound systems and our paid performers. We have gotten really comfortable telling people to come to us when Jesus said, go to them. We have become professionals at attracting people to buildings and programs and shows. When the commission is still, go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. But God being God is shaking things up. There are a whole lot of us right now who are having to rethink, relearn, and rediscover as these multi-million dollar facilities sit empty right now collecting dust while we sit in self-quarantine. We can't tell people to come to church right now, but I want to offer that the building was never intended to be the church, and it's time, saints, it's time for us to take his name to the street. And if we're going to take his name to the street, there are, there are three things that Peter and John do here in this passage that will help us. Let me remind us of what those are and we'll go on home. Number one, if we're going to take his name to the street, we must remember the priority of prayer. The Bible says that Peter and John were headed up to the temple at the hour of prayer. Not for praise and worship, not even for preaching. And there's nothing wrong with either one of those. They all have their place. But they were headed to the temple at the hour of prayer to pray. According to Jewish custom, they were headed to the temple because they understood the importance of prayer in fulfilling what Jesus had told them to do. They understood the priority of prayer if they were going to do as the Lord Jesus has commanded if they were going to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature, they understood that they could not do it without constant prayer. After all, this is Peter and John. Peter, who was fishing and catching nothing, and one day Jesus was walking by the sea and said to Peter, come, follow me, I'll make you a fisher of men. And Peter and his brother Andrew left their nets and followed Jesus. This is Peter. This is John with, uh, with his brother James. They were sitting in Zebedee's boat mending their nets when Jesus came by and called them, and they left their family fishing business to follow Jesus. And they were with Jesus, and they saw the kind of power that Jesus had, 
and they saw the secret to that power. They've seen Jesus the times when he sent the crowds away and went up to the mountain to pray. They've been there when uh, they, they've been there when Jesus sent uh, when when he would slip away to the wilderness to pray. They they've watched Jesus' ministry. They were there when he was teaching on the mountain, and all the people were hungry, and they took the little boy's lunch to feed all those thousands of people. The Bible says before he broke the loaves, he looked up to heaven, and he prayed. They were there. When Jesus came to Lazarus' grave and before he called Lazarus out of the grave, the Bible says he looked up and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. They saw the connection between the power that Jesus displayed and prayer. So it makes sense then. It makes sense that the disciples would go to Jesus and make this request of him. Lord, teach us to pray. And church, I've got news for us today. We will never operate in the kind of power that Jesus operated in. We will never fulfill our assignment in the kingdom until we remember and understand the priority of prayer. If we're going to take his name to the streets, there's going to be some stuff that we encounter that will only move by fasting and by prayer. If you're sitting next to somebody in your living room or your kitchen right now, would you look at them and tell them, we need to pray. I don't understand. I don't, I don't, I don't quite get it. We'll do everything but pray. When, uh, when all this started jumping off with this pandemic, I called Mount Calvary Nation and I called the Ohio Baptist General Convention to, uh, to, to, I believe it was 21 days of fasting and prayer. And people were looking at me like I was crazy when this stuff jumped off with George Floyd. Not only did we go march, but we got called to a season of prayer. And people were looking at us like, why are you praying? Here's my question. Why wouldn't you? you pray when you know that prayer works when you know that prayer will change things when we know what the bible says this is the confidence we have in approaching god that if we ask anything according to his will he hears us and if we know he hears us we know that we have what we ask from him. Why wouldn't we pray when the Bible says, therefore I tell you whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. Why wouldn't we pray when the Bible says the Lord is near to those who call on him? Why wouldn't we pray when the Bible says be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, tell him what you want. You already know prayer works. Remember when your back was against the wall? Remember when the doctor said you wasn't going to get any better? Remember when you had more bills than money? You already know prayer works. Remember when your son or your daughter was out there and you called on the name of the Lord and he delivered? You already know prayer works. Saints, we have to remember the priority of prayer if we're going to take his name to the street. Not only that, not only does taking that name to the street require remembering the priority of prayer, but secondly, we have to recognize 
the perception of need. Verse 2 introduces us to a certain lame man, a man who has been lame since his mother's womb. In this verse, we get a glimpse into this man's existence. The Bible says, first of all, he's lame. Secondly, he's carried. And then he's laid at the gate. He's lame from birth through no fault of his own. He started out behind the curve. Now, Acts 4 says that he is over 40 years old. Now, since he's lame from birth, we know that he's been in the condition that he's in for a long time, for decades. He, all he knows is lameness. All the people around him see is his lameness. All he sees in himself is his lameness. The fact that he is lame has defined his existence all his life. Can you see him laid out watching while the other children played, while they were enjoying the activity of their limbs, and he just has to lie there, lame? Can you see him as others come and go as they please while he has to wait on somebody to move him from one place to the next? He's lame. He's lame, and as a result, he is used to being carried. I mean, that's how he gets from place to place. If he's going to move, somebody's got to move him. So he can't work. He can't find gainful employment as a lame man in that day. He really has no choice. If he wants to eat, if he wants to survive, the only thing he can do is beg. That's his reality. That is his truth. That is his worldview. And the Bible says he was laid daily there, day in, day out. He's carried to the gate of the temple, laid there at the gate, and sees no other way out other than to beg for money. Can you imagine his existence every day? Can you imagine the feeling of helplessness, the shame, the disappointment of being looked over and walked past, the disappointment, the frustration of being ignored? He may be used to it, but it still affects him. He can't even look people in the eye. How you know that, Reverend? Because the next verse says, Peter said, look at us. And so when he sees these two devout men, and he sees these fellows headed into the temple for prayer, like he does to everyone, he asks them, can I get some change? Can you get me something to eat? The Bible says in the next verse, Peter and John fasten their eyes on him. In other words, they don't ignore him. They don't walk over him. They don't look past him. They don't look around him. They didn't, they didn't act like he wasn't talking to them. Y'all know how we do when we pull up to the stoplight at Siebenthaler in Philadelphia and somebody's standing there with a cardboard sign. You keep your eyes straight ahead. Don't make eye contact. But Peter and John looked at them. They fastened their eyes on them. They didn't ignore him. They didn't ignore his plea. They just recognized that his perceived need and his actual need are not the same. He wants something that's going to make his condition more bearable. But God wants to change his condition. What do you mean, Reverend? 
He asked them for what he believes that he needs. It's all that he can see. Because remember, that's his truth. That's his reality. That's his worldview. And what he asks for comes out of his reality. He's asking them for money because he believes uh, he needs money to make it. They don't, they don't disregard what he thinks he needs. They just offer him something that gets to the root of the issue. And I want to offer this morning that there are people on the outside, there are people who only know lameness. There are people who are in a condition that they inherited. People who are on the outside, on the periphery, on, who are marginalized, who are cast away. People who are overlooked and underserved and all they know is the way they are. People who have never been exposed to the unconditional love and unequaled power of Jesus Christ. And what they think they need is based on the hand that they've been dealt. I'm not making excuses. They're just looking for something. Every single day of our lives, the Lord puts people in our path who know they have a need. They just don't know what that real need is. Nine times out of ten, she's not loose because she likes being loose. She's loose because she's looking for somebody to love her unconditionally, and she doesn't know that she deserves better than that. Nine times out of ten, he's not selling drugs because he likes that life. He's hustling because that's the only way he sees to have something in this world that is so hostile to black males. Nine times out of ten, she wasn't looking to get addicted. She just wanted something to help her ease the pain of life. And saints of God, like Peter and John, we cannot continue to ignore them lying at the gate. As it were, we can't keep looking past them to come to the temple. We drive by them every day. They're our neighbors. We walk right by them at the water cooler, at work. We overlook them sometimes in our own families while we come and have good church. They're lame, and they know it, and we know it. We cannot just do church as usual and ignore that woman whose self-worth is gone. We can't just keep worshiping and ignore that man whose hope is gone. We've been hiding in a building too long. We've been insulated from the world for too long. And so we have this coronavirus that makes us get out of the building and take his name to the street. They fasten their eyes on him because they recognize that they had access to what the man really needed. And if you're a born-again believer, I want to tell you something you do too. Peter said, look on us. And that man looked, the Bible said, expecting to receive something. And I'm sure that what Peter said next surprised the man. He said, silver and gold I don't have, but such as I do have. And that brings us to our final point in this lesson. Not only must we remember the priority of prayer, not only do we need to recognize the perception of need, but then finally we have to release 
the power that we have. Peter said, we don't have any money, but we've got a name. We have no silver, but we have a savior. We have no gold, but we have a God who can turn your entire situation around. And I was reading this, I was studying it, and I was thinking, today, in 2020, we can't say that we don't have silver and gold because the church of today has more than the church has ever had. But the problem is, we got a big purse and we ain't got no power. They see us having plenty but not changing anything. Now, if you don't have power, you can't use power. But Peter knows Jesus' power. Peter has walked on the water by Jesus' power. Peter saw his mother-in-law heal by the power of Jesus. Peter was there in the upper room when the blessed Holy Spirit fell on them. He knows that power. He says, look at us. Focus right here. I don't have what you're asking of me. I don't have what you think you need to keep you in your current condition. I may not have what you're asking for, but I sure do have what you need in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth rise up and walk Peter said I've got a name that when I call that name I expect that something is going to happen is there anybody on this live right now who knows that there is power in the name of Jesus I don't know about you but I've seen the power of his name I've seen the sick healed in his name I've seen the dead raised in his name. I've seen the drug addict delivered in his name. I've seen the alcoholic put the bottle down in his name. I've seen lives changed in his name. I've seen fevers come down in his name. I've seen cancer healed in his name I've seen HIV healed in his name I've seen families restored in his name I've seen shackles broken in his name I've seen churches come back together in his name and I've come to remind us that because of his obedience, even unto the death of the cross, God has highly exalted him and given him a name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord and that same power in his name that same power that works in the sanctuary that same power that works in your prayer closet that same power will work in the streets take his name to that woman who strung out on heroin who just can't seem to get it together take his name 
to that man who has no fear because he has no hope. Take the name of Jesus to the prostitute that you pass on the way to work every morning. Take the name of Jesus to that young man at the gas station sitting at the pump but ain't pumping no gas. Take that name to the streets. Take his name to the dope addict. Take his name to the hopeless scene. Take his name to your friends and loved ones. Ah, but be prepared because when you take his name, when you use the power, when you release the power, the Bible tells us that they're liable to follow you in the next time you go to the temple. They're liable to follow you right into the temple. I don't know. I don't know when we'll come back together. But when we come in, I pray that somebody is following behind you because you took that name. That you took that name to the street and they'll come in walking and leaping and praising God. We won't even be able to start the service because they'll be walking and leaping and praising God. Won't nobody have to sing. They'll be walking and leaping and praising God. I won't be able to preach because they'll be walking and leaping and praising God. If you take... Glory! Release the power that's in you. What good is it? What good is it to have wires running through your walls? wires that are connected to DPNL and you need light but you won't turn on the switch what good is it to have access to a whole bunch of power that you're not using if we're going to take his name to the streets we got to remember the priority of prayer prayer saints prayer we got to recognize the perception of need. Quit being so hard on people because what they think they need is not necessarily what they need. That's all they know. If lameness is all they know, then what they're going to operate in is lameness. What they're going to ask out of is lameness because that's all they know. Quit judging people so harshly. And then finally, release the power. You say you got the power. <laughs> release it. Let's be the church. Let's be the church that Jesus has called us to be. Because there's still power in the name of Jesus to break every chain 
There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus to break every chain his name will break every chain oh to break every chain to break every chain to break every chain to break there is power in the name of Jesus there is power in the name of Jesus y'all come at my temple there is power in the name of Jesus. That's it. In the name of Jesus, to break every chain, break every chain, to break every chain. Yes, sir. To break every chain, break every chain, to break every chain. There's an army rising up. It's the church of the living God. There's an army rising up. There's an army rising up. In the name of Jesus. To break every chain, break every chain, to break every chain, break every chain, break every chain, to break every chain. There is power in the name of Jesus. Come on, sing it with me. There is power. In the name, there is power in the name of Jesus to break every chain, to break every chain, to break every chain, to break every chain, to break every chain. To break every chain I hear the chains falling Hallelujah I hear the chains falling Yes God, yes God Hallelujah I hear the chains falling yes Lord I 
falling. Hallelujah. 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 Glory. Glory, glory. Glory, glory. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to your name, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Chains of sickness. Hallelujah. Chains of depression. Hallelujah. 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 That's power. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus. 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 In the name of 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 Jesus. Be healed. Be delivered. And be set free. Today. Be healed. Be delivered. And be set free. Today. You can rise up. Rise up. Rise up. Rise up, rise up, rise up, rise up, rise up. I hear the chains fall. I hear the chains falling. right now and you are not sure that you're saved, not sure that you've received Jesus as your Lord, not sure where you're going to spend eternity. Let me tell you this. God so loved the world. That's everybody without exception. God loved everybody so much 
that he gave his only begotten son, that's Jesus Christ, so that whosoever, that's anybody, whosoever believes on him should not perish but have everlasting life. That's the good news. God didn't send his son into the world to condemn the world, but so that the world through him might be saved. That's good news. Confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. Believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. Bible says you shall be saved. If you're making that confession today that Jesus is Lord, if you're believing in your heart that God raised him from the dead, I want you to send us a message, send us a note, and tell us today I receive Jesus as my Savior. I know I'm going to spend forever with him. Because there's power in his name. Not just to make life bearable, but to change your very existence. That's our Savior. Bless the Lord right where you are. Let me tell you a few things and we'll get ready to go. I am so godly proud and Mount Calvary family celebrates with several of our members who God has delivered from drugs and alcohol. Keith Jermell, he celebrated last month 31 years of being free and clean. Uh, Tanya Tremell celebrated 28 years and Annie Williams celebrated 25 years recently of being delivered. What an awesome God we serve. What an awesome God we serve. I do want to remind you of the marriage small group that is starting online virtually shortly. You can call Elder Damone Scott for more information, 937-307-5262. Six two. It starts August the 13th. Get your spouse, get online, and let's see healed marriages. I do want to let you know Dr. Cookie and her team have produced another wonderful video for MC Kids for our children's ministry. That video is up and online. You can check out the Facebook page, check out uh, the YouTube channel for the latest video sermon from, uh, from Dr. Cookie for the children's ministry. Michelle Brown, I told you last week that she passed. Her funeral is going to be on this Tuesday at 11 o'clock at Thomas Funeral Home. Would you please keep her family and the Mount Calvary Church family in your prayers um, as they go through this difficult time. Finally, if you want to give today, there are those who are continuing to tithe and we bless God for you and we thank you for your generosity or you want to give to offering or benevolence to help those who find themselves in financial emergency. You can give by Givelify. That's the app on your phone. You can download it. You make a couple taps, you give, and you're done. You can also give by text to give. That number is 
or you can give by cash app that the handle is dollar sign M-T-C-A-L-M-B-C or if you prefer you can drop it off to the deacons they will be here for about the next hour or so until 1230-ish and you can come and put your offering in their glove covered hands they'll be glad to receive it would you join me in prayer this week especially for those who find themselves affected by this coronavirus pandemic there are many who have lost loved ones there are some even in our own congregation who have become ill with this virus and we want to ask God because we know all the power is his and we still have that name of Jesus we know God can do what man cannot do and even while there is no vaccine even while man doesn't know what to do God is powerful enough to eradicate this thing and so we want to pray and ask God to move it we also want to pray and ask God to comfort the hearts of those who are mourning to bring joy where there's depression setting in with all that's going on we need the Lord and the world needs the church join me in prayer this week would you as we remember the priority of prayer let's pray Father we thank you for this time we've had together we thank you Lord because you have saved us you have brought us to yourself you have made us a part of your family and you give us the privilege of approaching you in prayer your word says if we ask anything according to your will we know that you hear us and if we know that you hear we know that we have what we ask your word says we don't have to be anxious for anything but in every situation by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving we are to make our requests known unto you and so we come praying today in the midst of this pandemic we pray first of all that you would move this thing this coronavirus this COVID-19 that doctors and scientists only halfway understand move this pandemic that has touched around the globe that has touched our state our city that has touched our church has touched our families has even touched our own households move it Lord you're bigger than coronavirus you're bigger than COVID-19 and we're asking that you would move this move this cloud in the name of Jesus I recognize that you are going to accomplish what you set out to accomplish. And we're asking, Father, that you would protect your people. Father, give comfort where hearts are hurting. Give joy where hearts are depressed. Give strength, God. Give stability, God, in the name of Jesus and for your glory. 
remind us of how important prayer is this week. Remind us of how important it is to take your name to the street. Help us, Lord, to release the power that's within. And we will be careful to give you all the praise, the honor, and the glory. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Now unto him who's able to keep us from falling and to present us faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. To the only wise God, our Savior, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and forever. Let all the saints agree together. Amen. God bless you. God bless you.